Welcome to the Giants Huddle Podcast presented by Fordham. I am joined by the Director of Football Operations, Ed Triggs. And uh, Ed, what is the Director of Football Operations job entail? Well, what doesn't it entail is a better question, Bob. But uh, for me, it's, it's salary cap, managing the cap, uh, planning for the future. Uh, it's contract negotiations, compiling the contracts, sending them to agents, uh, negotiating them, and it's compliance with the CBA. You know, the CBA is about 5,000 pages, a lot of rules in there when it comes to off-season workouts, when it comes to what you can and cannot put in contracts, and uh, it's my job to make sure we don't, we don't screw any of that stuff up. Let's talk about your journey before we get into present day. Um, I mean, I've known you since you started in 2003. Started in the video department. Um, what was that experience like for you to kind of start working with an NFL team and working closely with coaches and players? Yeah, it was it was a great learning experience. I mean, you, you have all the video in the world at your fingertips and it's your job to edit it, it's your job to film it, and you're, you're embedded in the filming of these individual drills. I mean, I was a 22-year-old Giant fan when, when I got the job, and I'm filming defensive line drills with Michael Strahan, and it's one of those, Keith Hamilton, it's one of those surreal moments where you're like, don't get run over, and make sure you keep these humongous guys in the frame. So that was the start of it. And then, you know, really being introduced to, to Coach Coughlin was the jumping off point in, for me in my career and basically becoming a, a, an adult in this industry. Talk about Coach Coughlin and his influence on you because you start, you know, on the lower level of the video side of things. And then your responsibilities started to grow more and more. Um, what is it about Coach Coughlin that was so important? Well, I had heard the stories from people in Jacksonville that he was, he was tough, he was demanding, but he was fair. So when he got hired, he needed somebody to do his presentations, his team meetings, and I kind of got volunteered as the guy to do that in 2004. So I'm a 22-year-old kid. I, I sit in Tom Coughlin's office at 7 o'clock in the morning. He's like, I need you to put these 5,000 things in a PowerPoint. And I had never even used PowerPoint before. So sit down there and, and every day for 12, 15 years, whatever it was, we, we met every morning at seven o'clock and we kind of developed the themes and the mottos and everything that was gonna try and inspire the football team. But I mean, he taught me countless, countless things such as you know the pride, pride when it comes to your work, pride that, that your signature is attached to anything you do. Um, he taught me about teamwork, taught me about the fact that you can't do anything by yourself. And I think that that's something that reigns true in, in any job across the country is that you need help from other people and they need help from you. And I think that his, the success that he had is a direct relation to, to those themes. What were some of the things in your experiences? Obviously, you were part of a team that won two Super Bowls, so you got a chance to literally live what it's like when a team starts to win um, that encouraged you or got you fired up to take the next steps in your career journey from video to where you are right now well one of the things that stands out is when we had that success in 2007 and 2011 the way that each tier of the roster had a grizzled veteran at the position. Each position group had that guy, whether it was Antonio Pierce in the linebacker room or Strahan or Sam Madison or R.W. McCorders on the outside. And those guys were the ones who led the way. And then the way that Strahan taught Osi and taught Tuck and taught Kiwanuka, 
that kind of team building and that kind of roster structure is something that's that's always fascinated me. Now it's not easy to do, and we got we got lucky with a lot of guys. Um, but Amani Toomer teaching those young guys, Steve Smith, um, that's something that really stood out and it was important. And I think it's something that still reigns true today. So now here you are as the director of football operations. You talked a lot about the contracts, CBA, and those things. How did you prepare yourself for this next role that you now serve with the team? Well, I think you take some of the fundamentals, you know, the hard work of it, the discipline of it, uh, the fact that you have to literally learn the CBA, learn how contracts are structured, study the contracts around the entire entire league. And that's, uh, that's something that, that has helped me as director of football operations. You know, you learn, you, you learn by reading, you learn by doing, and you learn by seeing what other people do. And that's, that's kind of my approach to this thing. And, and you learn every day, whether it's a new memo comes out from the league or a new rule or someone's doing something funky in a contract around the league. And you got to say, well, why are they doing this? If we did this, would this help us gain a competitive advantage? Is there something that we can do to gain a competitive advantage in our contracts? And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a learning process that never stops. All right, so you went to William Patterson. Did you ever dream in your wildest dreams that this would be your career arc? No, no, not, not in a million years, not in a million years. I mean, I, I think that when you, when you bust your butt and you work hard, you can accomplish a lot of things, stuff that you never thought you could ever accomplish. Um, but yeah, I, I had no clue that this is where my, my career would end up, but it's something that you don't take for granted. You have to earn the job every day just like everybody in this building. We have to earn the right to be here because if we're not helping, if we're not helping us reach that next level, then they should find somebody who, who can't. Can you talk a little bit about what Joe Shane has brought to this overall operation? He's starting to reshape it and revamp it in the way that he wants it. And it's not a finished product yet. And then Brian Dable doing the same thing football-wise and, and what that experience has been like for you. Well, Joe's first day, I got in at six o'clock in the morning to work out. I'm thinking, hey, maybe he'll be working out. I'm gonna try and beat him in. When I walked into the staff locker room, he finished his workout already. And I was like, wow, this guy is, they told me all I need to know about him. Um, and that's what I had heard from other people around the league. He's a, he's a grinder, he's a hard worker, but most importantly, he's a great guy. And that's what I've come to learn over the, over the past five months, that, that he's a people person. He, he listens to what we as a staff have to say when it comes to a topic. He'll ask your opinion, understanding that he may not always listen to it, but all we can do is present the facts to him or give him what we feel about a, about a contract, about a player. Um, but he's fair and his energy is, is through the roof. I mean, you don't get up at five o'clock in the morning, start your day with an hour workout if you don't have that, that energy and that juice. And the beauty of it is Coach Stable's the same way. They, they feed off each other. They're, they're in unison with their principles. They're in unison with the, the smart, tough, and dependable um, aspect, that motto. Um, and you could just feel it throughout the entire building, the, the, the juice that's here. And it's something that you wake up in the morning, you, you run to work, and you say, I'm excited to be here every day. And I think that's something that, that we'll bring to the field on, on game day as well. And the fact that they brought in new people, has that sort of energized you like with your role of now getting new people into the building and different sets of ideas and having it much more collaborative. Yeah, the guys that we brought in have, have been outstanding. You know, Brandon Brown is, is as smart as they come. 
Um, he's, he's another guy who listens to your ideas, but he also wants to talk about his experiences. I mean, he's had a lot of success in Indy, a lot of success in Philly, and he's a, he's a great asset and a great ally to bounce ideas off of. Um, you know, Chris Rossetti, our new director at Pro Scouting, he's, he's as smart as they come to. He's, he's opened my eyes about things from the workout process to the waiver wire every day to adding talent um, and it trickles down to his department some of the guys we kept like Nick Latesta and Corey Lockett Stephen Price um, those guys are phenomenal at what they do and Chris just adds another layer to it um, it's it's been it's been a great experience getting to know those guys as people too because that's that's the beauty of this industry is we spend so much time together that you have to get to know them as people. And those are the guys that you don't mind spending 12 hour days with because you know they're putting in the same hard work that you're putting in with the same common goal as at the end of the day. Although your job title and your role has you skewed more toward front office, it's gotta be a big help for you based on where you started Whereas a video person, you are there for the coaches and those phone banks in your room where every coach could pick it up and yeah. we've got to get down to my room. We need this. That's got to help in your experience. Yeah, it's it's almost like the the on demand nature of of working in the NFL. It changes in roles, but the principle of it stays the same. So whereas it was picking up the phone at, at 10 at night because someone needed help with a video issue, now it's you may have an issue, a CBA issue, or we may need to fly a guy in who got cut and he just cleared waivers and we got to get him on that first flight out in the morning. So, so the principle of it hasn't changed. Final question, um, you know, from your time in the video room, I know that you grew very close with Eli Manning. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, it's someone that you admire. What was the coolest thing about your personal interactions with Eli? Because for him to be as good as he was, he had to do a lot of preparation. And you were kind of on the ground floor of all that. Yeah, I mean, he would he was nonstop. He, he was always in the building. He was always he was always making cut ups. He was always meeting with the receivers separately or the offensive line separately. Um, he was constantly busting everyone's chops, which I think you need that levity to go with the serious nature of playing quarterback in New York. And he's one of those guys that his, his plan and his path was perfect because the way he balanced the hard work and he balanced the lighter side of things uh, when it comes to the pressure of, of, of quarterback in this city. Ed, well, we appreciate you sharing a couple minutes with us and, and giving the Giants fans a little insight as to what goes on on all the different layers of the organization. I appreciate it, Bob. That's Ed Triggs, the Director of Football Operations, joining us for this edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast, presented by Fordham.